Welcome back, South Carolina. I'm your host, Brandon Peak, and this is Podcast 1854. Welcome back, South Carolina. I'm your host, Brandon Peak, and this is Podcast 1854. Today's Sunday, April the 24th, and you know, as much as I hate to say, but we, we have to bring you some bad news. And this morning at 2.48 a.m., a KC police officer was shot and killed on a domestic call. Is Officer Roy Andrew Barr. He was headed out to a domestic dispute, and um, unfortunately he was, he was shot and, and he was killed on that call. And so we are sending our thoughts and prayers to his family and his his friends his community it's never good when we lose anyone uh but especially you know an officer who's going out to serve and protect our community and also we're joined in the studio by jerry gerald byrne yes sir yes sir. good to be here as always yes sir he's back again good to be here and uh yeah seriously our condolences out to officer drew you know it on a Sunday. On a Sunday. On a Sunday. Yeah. Wow. And just think, you know, um, as we was discussing earlier, Jerry, there have been many uh, calls for officers to be disarmed, you know, without lethal force mm. or domestic calls. They want psych- psychologists and all this and that to go on them calls. And this is a prime example of why it's so important that these officers do have the proper equipment to do their job because just like this, there was actually three officers that, that were there, you mm. know, that, that were shot at. Mm. And, you know, unfortunately he lost his life and, you know, he didn't have any kids and, uh, he wasn't married, but nonetheless, you know, we lost someone mm. and, Described in the article, you know, married to his profession, someone that wanted to serve his community and serve for the greater good, and especially being on that that thin blue line. You know, Mm -hmm. every day, you know, you could be saying goodbye, even when you do have loved ones and you have children, and you you never know when the last time is that you'll put on that badge and then, you know, possibly not come home, you know, the following night. And it it breaks my heart, you know what I mean? And that's why we, you know, very, very grateful and thankful to have, you know, once again, law armed armed law enforcement you know Mm -hmm. fighting for us and and protecting us and you know even to go back to your point yeah i know in um i believe the uk their police officers they do i don't believe that they have any um any firearms they don't they don't don't. mm -mm. it's a special unit that has to be dispatched out and that's it but their everyday law enforcement you know traffic stops all this and that they're not they're not allowed to have anything like that and yeah, diff- and, you know, we're talking about two two different countries, as many would like to think, oh, you know, they're two Western powers, you know, they're pretty similar in terms of government and the formation of their governments, et cetera, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Yet, I don't think that you can, once again, compare the United States to the UK and implement the same policies oh, Lord, no. in the United States, mm-hmm. not, with, not with that Second Amendment up. And, you know, it's unfortunate that there are people that are mentally unstable carrying a firearm for sure and um it it really does give a bad reputation to you know law-abiding citizens that do carry and that that are exercising their second amendment right 
And just because one person does it does not mean that it, once again, it gives a whole bearing or a whole label to a whole group of people. So I think it's something that we need to reflect on. But still, nevertheless, you know, I'm glad that the officers were there. Unfortunate that an officer, you know, got killed in the line of duty and it, it, it just breaks my heart. But condolences out to him. Condolences out to him and his family. So yes, the department as well. You know um, mm. that, like he, like like the article said, he was married to his he was married to his work. You know, so um, I mean, it, it, it's something that we we really have to think about. And it, it's like you know when you go to the store and you buy a bag of grapes, mm. right? There's going to be a couple bad grapes in that bag. It always is. Mm. Not every one of them is perfect, right? True. So do we? throw away the whole bag of grapes we don't we buy the bag and we pick out the bad ones and we toss them yeah that's it yeah and then we consume the rest it's a good analogy yeah so same thing with guns you know i had someone tell me not too long ago that guns kill random children random people and all this and that and so i sat there and i thought about it and i was like okay well ma'am with all due respect, do you realize that cars kill random children and random people every day, mm-hmm. a every lot, day. a lot more than guns do? Mm. And so, you know, we can't sit here and which there's been a lot of tragedy going on with gun violence and all that. And so, first and foremost, you, you know, we we do need to figure out a way to uh, track you know, uh, uh, get a better grip of how the guns are distributed in some cases. Mm. And, uh, but far as our second amendment, you know, we have that for a reason. It was written for a reason. And I've said on this show before, it's number two guys, it's number two. So it was that much of a priority and that much of a concern that we have the right to bear arms here in America because it was the second amendment ever written Free speech was number one, mm-hmm. and the right to bear arms was number two. two. So You think about it, <laughs> as soon as they strip you of number two, guess what comes to follow, and guess what's stripped next? Amendment number one. They're oh, coming after sure. your first. Yep. And that that's one of the things where some people got to draw the line. And going back to that point where, you know, all people, all guns kill people, I believe that pe- you know, people kill people. For sure. And, and really comes down into the mental psyche of it, you know, where, you know, it, it's hard to crack down, but still, nevertheless, you know, these people take, a, you know, they take up arms and they take action or, you know, believe it or not, justice into their own hands or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And once again, they just desecrate a whole group of law abiding citizens that do carry. And for me, you know, you have lawmakers, politicians stating, you know, oh, we're going to take this away, you know, and everything with Beto O'Rourke, I believe. Back yeah. In the, yeah. I'm coming gonna, after <laughs> your gun. It's just like, come on, dude. Right yeah. after the AR 15, I believe he wanted to completely ban. And I guarantee you he's a an individual who believes AR stands for assault rifle, you know, and it's, it, you just sit back and you sit staggered just like, these are the people that are making our, these are the people that are going to take away our rights mm-hmm. it makes you scratch your head and, and realize wow these people are not doing their research they're not understanding what is really the root cause in all this and i, That's I right. can't stress it enough it's definitely the mental aspect in in once again clinching that going back to school shootings you know many people were concerned about going after or writing in laws that 
that just really go against the Second Amendment, to be completely honest with you, and they think that that's going to be the solution. It's not. You think that if they abided by whatever law you written down, first of all, they're not even listening to any law that's being written down. They're not no, going to follow Lord, any law. No. They're a criminal. They're it's a crook. Exactly right. And you, you said it best right there. I, I hate to be that way. Or say, you know, once again, that they, they do have mental problems, whatever the case may be. It really the, the focus and the narrative, I believe, has to change in order to attack once again that men, that mentality. Mm-hmm. I think it's all about the mental psyche when it comes to people and, and owning guns, for sure. That's so right. just being careful, background checks, you know, once again, just to, you know, go through and make sure that everything is OK. And, and I know that there are some people that may even be against that. Nevertheless, I would rather feel safe. You know what I mean? If we're talking about guns down this line i just you know just to bring it all back the mental aspect i would say is one of the things that should be concentrated on when lawmakers are writing any kind of gun laws or any kind of safety requirements so exactly and you know i've you know unfortunately you know um my niece and nephew and sister-in-law they were murdered in um april or not april i'm sorry march the 15th of 2011 and, you know, I've had people ask me, you know, why do you collect guns so much? Why do you have so many guns when, when, when they killed your family? Mm. And, and it goes back to what you just said. You know, the gun didn't kill my family. You mm. know, my, my nephew turned 10 March the 1st, and then March the 15th, you know, their lives was taken. The guy was high on cocaine. Mm. He was drunk you know, had other drugs in the system. Mm. So his mental stability wasn't there. It wasn't there. So it wasn't the fact that that gun did that. You know, a bullet doesn't have a name on it. Mm-mm. You know, a gun, I mean, it, it, it just doesn't. When we would train at the police academy and you're shooting your targets right as you're qualifying, you have to qualify every year because if you don't, then you don't get to carry that gun, mm-hmm. period. So they would always tell us every time you miss that target, that's a million dollars think about it like that because they're thinking about a lawsuit wow you know yeah and so you 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 be sure you know when you pull that gun you you know you need to you need to be ready because you you have to be focused but still it takes a person to operate that gun it takes a person to put it together to load the magazine to 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 have that focus to actually use it with malicious intent exactly right that that it's going that gun doesn't operate itself Mm. Yeah, it doesn't. And it goes just what I said about cars. You know, my um, your car's in the lot. My truck's in the lot. Mm. It was it doing right there. It, it's just hanging out. Right. Sitting, sitting, it, parked until we get in getting there. Heated up. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Getting heated up for sure. Guys like, yeah, we're down here in South Carolina. So look at here. It's barely uh, almost it's five to one. And here it is. Seventy five degrees out. You know, so uh, my friends up in the north right now, they're just like, I wish I had your weather. I wish <laughs> I had that. And I'm like. Man, it feels so good to be down here. And right. Just, oh, you can come out with shorts, everything. But, you know, here we are all dolled up, uh, you know, on a Sunday. But For nevertheless, sure. we came from a, I honestly think, a really, really good service that, that we had. Oh, it, it was, was a beautiful service. Oh. For real. You know, so um, as always, the Meeting Place Church of Greater Columbia, um, it's it just phenomenal service. And 
uh, I'm, I'm glad, you know, like I say, you, you was able to join us, man. Oh, yeah. It's always, it's always a pleasure having you. And, I appreciate it. Yeah. So. I, I try to make it out as, as much as I can, you know, definitely got, got family up in Simpsonville. So I try to take advantage of the weekends at times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just a busy schedule. A lot has been going on. A lot has been changing and honestly for, for the greater good, yes. honestly for the greater good. And I'm, I'm very, very stoked, very happy glad to even be here after the service and just dive into a couple things you know um that's right but before we do any of that i believe i think that you should um you know relate to the people you know what what's going on what you got coming up this week what's what's new with you oh man dude it's been it's been crazy like you said um things have changed and it has been for the better you know for both of us and uh so yeah this week is uh it's a busy week i know uh wednesday we have kizzy smalls um, who's coming on? She's running for House of Representatives for District 77, and uh, Kizzy and I we we met for the first time last year in the summer when Mike Pompeo came down out at the uh, Silver, Silver Elephant. Elephant. Yep, mm. and uh, so we was at the gala at the convention center in downtown Columbia, and she just so happened to be seated at at you know we were seated at the same table, and that was our first time interacting together, and. You know, she came to Fairfield, where I'm from, and, you know, she spoke. And so a uh, phenomenal, phenomenal woman, a true patriot, you know, loves the Constitution, loves God, loves our country. And so I'm very, very stoked to have her on the show, you know, Wednesday. And it's going to be a treat for everyone because she embodies literally just, I mean, she, to be a woman and to have that much power and that much presence like she seriously embodies it man and i think district 77 is you know would be very fortunate very very, lucky yes exactly to have her because her work ethic i mean it, it speaks for itself it's just like man all you have to do is just research look what she's done and so that's that's going to be phenomenal, dude. I'm excited about that. I'm excited to hear it. I'm telling you, I see here's such great things about Kizzy Smalls. So, yeah. and, and I've, you know, I, I met her at, uh, I believe Richland County. Um, we've seen each other a lot, you know, but I always hear good things and I'm just excited to get to know her more and mm-hmm. see what she's about. And, you know, from everything that I have heard, once again, it goes back to district 77. Very, very fortunate, very grateful to have someone running and fighting for you. So yeah, I'm excited to hear and excited to listen to it so yeah dude and then we have um you know we have the debate coming up on Mm. the 28th so that is that that thursday yeah and um this will be the first political debate in south carolina that hosts all the candidates that are running for the uh superintendent of education we've had one person that denied the request you know she announced a campaign and then you know she was sent out an invitation to come and she denied immediately, you know, which is okay. She has the right to do that. But in my opinion, uh, and this is just me, but when you have everyone, I mean, we have Democrats, we have conservatives, Republicans, Green Party members. Mm. So we, it, it, this will be the first debate with all the all the the members to or the, all the people together, and so. It's an honor, and you know, Peaks Production Incorporated. They're uh, they're they're we're sponsoring it, and you know, I, I have the honor of being the mediator, and so it's it's going to be nice, man. And Life Springs Worship Center on Platte Springs Road. That's where it's located. It'll be at 7 p.m., and it's free to the public. So you guys come out, and like I say, it's going to be phenomenal, and uh, 
you know, know your candidates. And this is a platform to where you'll get, you know, to, to hear from them directly and then being diverse with all, you know, just a, a different parties representing different parties and hearing their perspectives on the same questions that are being asked. Mm. It's going to be very interesting, man. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see it. And uh, again, I have to shout out, like I say, uh, Life Springs uh, Worship Center for allowing us to put this to put this debate on. And uh, that's, you know, what they do for the community. I think it's it's incredible because they again, they want to get the message out as well. And so, uh, yeah, big shout out to them and, and thank you all. You know, uh, it's 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 phenomenal. So hopefully we'll see you guys there and. We'll, um, we have a flyer out and, you know, we'll post that in the description, you know, with the address and everything. And so, yeah, dude, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. So it's going to be a busy week for it, sure. It looks good. I mean, yeah, just to even see the diversity where you've got, you know, conservatives, Democrats, Green Party. I mean, it, it's really, really, it's going to be really cool to see. And, and mm-hmm. first time for me physically being at something like that, where there's a wide array of, of political parties, I would say, yeah, that are once again, you know, putting out their voices on why they believe they would make the best, you know, superintendent of education. So I'm, I'm very, very excited for it. And, uh, yeah, I'll be joining and, uh, man. So we got that going on Thursday, 7 PM again. And That's right. location one more time. It's at life Springs worship center life yep, Springs off worship of Platt Springs road. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's been that's been pretty cool, man. Planning and um, and I have told you, I was like, man, once I got into it, and there are so many federal and state laws that goes into a you know oh, political yeah. debate whenever you have <laughs> different candidates from representing different parties, you mm. know. And so, man, between researching those and then writing our own you know rules that coincide with the state and federal statutes, and so uh, yeah, it's it's definitely been a lot. And then researching the candidates as well, and we've had majority of them on the show, and so mm. uh, we're Ellen Weaver, you know. Uh, her team we've reached out and they you know we've talked and so once they confirm the date then she'll be joining us as well and i'm really interested in talking to her and having her on the podcast you know so Mm -hmm. um yeah and it's it's, like i say man this these are the people that could really use their platform it's like courtney you know we sat here the other week and when we did the announcement and we were talking and you know the superintendent when it comes to local levels, right? Mm. You know, there, there's, um, they don't have as much power, but they do have a platform and they do have connections. So they can use their platform. They can use their connections to enforce all these higher salaries that are being paid without putting out, you know? So Mm. it's like Courtney and I said, why can't those salaries be reduced? And the teacher's you know, their salaries be bumped up. Mm. I mean, these teachers that, you know, and we're not talking about teachers that, you know, are wanting to teach, you know, single digit kids about sex. And, you know, a man can be a woman, a woman can be a man, (laughs) you know, forget that you honestly shouldn't be nowhere near a school and you should be a uh, registered offender, in my opinion, because you're, you're, you're breaking the law in my mind. That's just me. That's my personal opinion. Mm. And, and, and that won't change by no means. My personal opinion is you got religion out of schools, right? Yeah. Why are we teaching this you know gender identity topics to kindergartners we're talking about kindergartners right here you kidding me now like but we 
They've even tried to hide it in math books. Did you see where DeSantos sat there and Took he away rejected? Forty-one percent, I want to say, of the textbooks that were being, you know, once again being utilized in the state of Florida even because of the inklings. Bro. Yeah, and, and it's it, just like how. I mean, first off, when I, it comes to a math book. A math book. When I read that, I was like, okay, I only got one eye, so let me go back and make sure that I saw that <laughs> correct. You know what I mean? So let me look again. And I looked again. Math books. It's got to be there. in the written. It's got to be in the written problems, man. I mean, I I couldn't I couldn't even imagine because I've been doing some research and got a buddy back up in New York who moved to Florida. Actually, became a police officer in Orlando. Okay, and he's been kind of shifting different ideologies around where he's like i understand the conservative i do but i fall more libertarian but he was coming from the democratic party mm -hmm. so keep that in mind where he was a democrat all this time you know joe biden kamala harris i obviously left um oh, <laughs> but it still respected him and i, I we're always boys don't get me wrong That's but right. you know he's like the libertarian party like why can't the republicans be like that? i'm like you you have to understand that we there are moral principles and there are concepts that look that triumph a lot of e even the libertarian party itself i truly believe and that's just my own personal opinion so mm -hmm. and i can only speak on behalf of that but regardless of all that you know here i am i mean i'm giving him research studies i'm giving him teachers that have openly admitted to using crt yep. openly admitted to utilizing it to be like look and then speaks on behalf of her students with just her one voice to news outlets or to whoever she's, you know, relaying just the impact or the effect of, you know, a lot of the students, they all felt the same way. They felt the despair and everything like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, every, you don't know what little Johnny's going home to his mother and his mother's got to read this stuff. And That's then right. he's being for, and then his parents are like, why are we paying taxes for a public school system to teach my kid this when yep. in all reality, we used to teach history like one, two and three or math math now yes. in florida absolutely ridiculous to me and yeah. it's just another method i mean this has been going on for years for pe and not oh, a lot of people has. know this it, it, it has been going on for years not a lot of and people know this they, they just use it. different 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 terms is all is all it is that's you know? all it is and it's yep. look i'll give you a prime example where you know you can say it has the inklings of but fell under common core closely related with crt believe it or not mm. maybe not crt directly but it has a bias in it a leftist Social, emotional learning mm. think about that yeah that's really in my opinion you know where where it got started you know when they sit there and they're talking social emotional learning and now it's in the military and it's just like whoa you, you know like <laughs> and what look, are we doing to our armed forces like we're it's raising a it's a psychological experiment now now the the job that the military has to do now has to be infringed upon by once again this narrative i feel yep. like and now it becomes the military is a social experiment where now we have time to do. Me meanwhile, they're going to get killed in the battlefield is what's going to happen. Yeah. That's and meanwhile, Russia's taking over Ukraine and China's exactly. looking over at Taiwan, which we will touch upon. We definitely have to touch upon that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm interested to see about the, uh, you know, the meeting that that's going to take place mm. between uh, our, our secretary, secretary of state, state Anthony yeah. Blinken and yeah. the U.S. Um, I believe the national defense secretary, uh, I want to say, forgot his name, <laughs> but regardless of, uh, I know that Kiev is expect, or I should just say uh, President Zelensky, I know that he is expecting them to, to come. And I think that those talks are going to be more about what 
what's going to be supplied more for Ukraine to once again withstand Russia because I mean I know that they are crushing Maripol right now. Oh, I will, they are, they dude. Are. I, I saw the um, they're backing out their troops, getting ready for. I I want to say a drop. I, I want to say so for sure. And and it's it's scary whether that's missiles, whether that's a new. I I don't know. Dude, I'm not in Russia's a, administration, if, if, but if they drop a nuke, I mean, come on, you know, the world should rain hell down on them in my opinion mm. you know mm. uh i mean they're already looking at you know which i i said it in the beginning when it first started chemical weapons mm. you know we did an episode on that if you remember and uh I so i was like hey this is how i think they're gonna do this and they'll throw in chemical weapons and then boom 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 but um you know there wasn't that many i want to say around 500 you know um troops was uh, of you know ukraine mm-hmm. was was in they they were kind of they were kind of surrounded and trapped and so they were literally calling out for help to say help you know hey, get us out evacuate us help do what you can all mm-hmm. this and that and you know it, it's like Russia wants to take over the ports you know they they want to take the 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 sea oh yeah all 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 of that and um, then once they do that they can control everything and do you think it's going to stop with Ukraine. No, 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 no. Not in the think ve- about Poland. I think about Poland. I think about Belarus. I think about, you know, Belarus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. I, I think about all that area. I know a lot of uh, refugees out in Ukraine, you know, they, they went to Poland, they went to Germany. I, I don't know the exact number, but I know that there are hundreds of thousands, I believe, in Germany right now as we mm-hmm. speak. And, uh, you know, you just sit and scratch your head and, you know, I believe that the president, President Biden, I believe that he sent out another 800, I could be wrong, but another 800 million mm-hmm. of, or maybe 800, I, I'm not, billion million. I just know that he sent out more money for Ukraine to, to fight against this. And it's, it, it's such a sticky situation where it is. now it comes with lethal military weapons. And, I just sit back and I'm like, you couldn't have done this back in 2014, yeah. really. But as long as the big man gets his 10, percent as long go. as the big guy That's gets his, his 10%. son. I mean, you, you got to think about the money that 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 his son was making. That's you very know, true. It is so. Yeah. No, but no connection there. No News connection. don't want to pick that up. None. Forget it. Hunter's laptop. Yeah. They don't want to bring that up. But Mm-mm. one of these days, oh, we will bring it up. We will bring it up because I'm waiting for that whole story. I know that it's probably out, but I'm waiting for that whole story to really go in and dissect that. But you know, God forbid, God forbid that that ever got talked about by the mainstream media. You know, they're sure. they're more worried about you know, oh, what's tr- what was Trump up to, or what is he doing? What there DeSantis is. is doing? What yeah. you know, how he's running his state and everything. By the yet again, by the people that have elected him into power. That's right. Now they're going to question that. Real, like, come on now. Then you got this whole Disney World thing that was going on. Oh man, <laughs> kudos to Ron DeSantis, mm. brother. Like I tell you, when you strip Disney of their power, I was telling someone earlier. You know, Disney. For those of y'all that don't know, Disney was pretty much like its own country. It was tax exempt. I want to say right. Yeah, dude. Mm. Like I mean, it was seriously like its own country. Mm. And so he was like, "Oh, you know what? So you want to sit here and take, you know, our three, four, five, six, seven, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, and you want to indoctrinate them and do this and do that? So guess what? We're fixing to level the playing field." And he did just that, you know. So kudos Beautiful. to you, Ron. Like I'm gonna tell you, brother, 2024, <laughs> I can see you running for president. I really can, man, because you know he's a young, he's a younger man first and foremost, you mm. know. And just what he's done for freedom, liberty, justice—I mean, everything. And you even had these prominent politicians 
that were the Democrats that mm. were voting, you know, to lock everything down, keep everyone restricted. But they knew, and I said this on an episode or two ago, they knew the freedom that Florida had. Mm. So they were hitching out. You know, they didn't want no one to know, but they were heading down to Florida because oh, the numbers of the show. freedom. The numbers you know what show. I mean? I'm a numbers like, guy, so. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, and so, so. It, it's just like, <laughs> all right, so, um, you, you know, I'm going to make my state suffer. The people that elected me, I'm going to make them suffer. But then I'm going to head down to Florida, and I'm going to hang out you know, where Governor DeSantos has liberated and, 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 you know, had the freedom and he fought back, opened the ports. He, he's done, I, I mean, I think some great things, like truly phenomenal things. And I really believe the way he's fighting back, you, you know, that's that's true patriotism right there. That's the leadership America needs. And 100%. Yeah, dude, because you have what I call shits and giggles. You know, uh, yeah, so the clowns, you, you know, uh, <laughs> Biden and, and Kamala, you, you know, you have shits and, and, and Biden and giggles and, and Kamala. And, you know, look at what's going on with the border. We can send millions. Now we're in the billions of dollars over to Ukraine. OK, that has been announced to the public. Mm. All right. So I've always said rule of thumb for me is whatever they tell us that they're doing, you know, you can, you know, double that. For sure, you know, or triple in some cases, because if they're openly letting you know that they're doing this, mm. think about what they're not telling you. Yeah. You know, think yeah. about that. It's and just a precursor for what's next that they're going to tell you that they've already executed. That, exactly out. And right. And it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's crazy when you think about it, when you're telling me, you know, the vice president sitting there, I believe that she was in a conference with the uh, with the Polish president or I believe they were they were doing something. And she addresses the news about what's going on over there where Ukraine is a country. It's a small country next to Russia. Russia is a big country. And they went, I'm like, a kindergarten, like, and I believe that we did talk about this before, but, you know, it's just one of those things that you sit back and just like, you know, she's barely been to Europe. Has she even been to Europe? Other than that time, no, I believe no. that, that that was our first time. She hadn't even been to the border, dude, and she's supposed to be the one over the border crisis here. Yeah. And you have ranchers and families, I mean, that are literally in danger. I yeah. mean, their livelihood. Further she went was uh, El Paso, I want to say. Yeah, and but. Not and even the border. No, mm-hmm. no, she ain't going to head to the southern border. No, shit, no, man. And, and that's because the cameras are going to follow her, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, she is labeled as the vice president, but I'm going to tell you. She will go down as the worst vice. Well, well, both of them. You know, you have the worst president and the worst vice president in American history, in my opinion. Mm. And I mean, just her as a politician in general. You know, ridiculous, man. I mean, very ridiculous. Just her startup and everything. And I know that there's controversy behind there. I know that also. You know, even just be. I believe that she was the. Um, was she the AG or DA? I want to. I want to say that she was the AG, where she was lock, locking up a lot of people, man, and it. For petty little petty little things and hiding files, wouldn't release them. You know there was a man on death row. You know, and then a judge had to order her to release those those mm-hmm. records. And it's just like, why would you even want to hide that? You know, you're you're claiming justice, but yet you're hiding evidence that could release this man. I call them false prophets. You know, I'm gonna just call it out and say it for what it is. It's false prophets and they, they say one thing in one hand and then in the other this is this is how they elect you know they go back on their word and they change it up and always have they're 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 great at talking 
They're great at making empty promises. Mm -hmm. They really are. It's almost like, you know, oh, when Trump said it, it was racist. But now when they say, you know, it's all rainbows and unicorns or for sure. Let's invite let's invite, you know, them into our country when meanwhile, the resources and expenditures are not even being spent on on Americans that truly do need it. Mm -mm. But let's keep on promising them resources that are not even fulfilled out. And it's once again, putting putting people that are crossing the border for a better life or for a better opportunity, anything, you know, they're almost incentivizing this illegal immigration just to almost kind of prove a point and, and being like, you know, the United States still has that American dream. And yes, I truly do believe that. However, why are we falsifying it when in all actuality these people have to go th- like on trains they have to be exposed to hypothermia the weather condition once again rattlesnake i mean you could talk about anything the desert's heat i mean it's just think about the ones getting raped think about the kids the women getting raped the and trafficking yeah exactly you mm. know and then look at whenever they get left they're left they don't know where to go what to do so nine times out of ten, they're dying because one thing, it, it, it might be 80, 90 degrees in the day, but it gets it gets really cold, some below freezing. Talk you, about you a know, night and day and difference right it, there. Literally, it mm. really is. And then think about, you know, just Mother Nature, the animal kingdom. Wow. Yeah. Free, so they're just as hungry as we are, if not hungrier, because we can go get our food. They have to hunt theirs, you know, so... When they see people like that, they smell that blood. You, mm. you know, they don't know it's all they know is, hey, that's there's there's food, you know. And when these when these traffickers, you know, abandon these people in some senses, like they that's it's, it's almost not a like good they're outcome, promoting. Man. It's promoting. It's almost promoting a human rights problem by saying, yeah, the United States has this, but you have to go through all these obstacles to you yeah. know go through, and it's just like. They wouldn't condemn. They wouldn't do anything above that nature. And look, I could sit here and say, you know, everything about America's sovereignty that I possibly can. But just the amount of times that our federal let or federal law has just been like Swiss cheese mm-hmm. to almost some of these lawmakers to twist, bend, and mend to their pleasing and to prove a political narrative and just to try to get the votes of people. And it's just absolutely ridiculous, man. It is absolutely ridiculous. But even going past that and just talking about even going back to Ukraine and everything. Mm-hmm. I be- yes. Yeah, so the secretary of state, I believe that they are meeting today or could have been already done since, you know, I believe they're a couple hours ahead over there in, uh, in Ukraine. So, you know, all I can hope for is that Zelensky keeps up the good fight. Um, I know that China's watching in the clutch as well. And I just been reading oh, yeah. a lot of things and you brought up something to my attention actually, where there was, um, there were claims that China was going to invade Taiwan in the fall. Mm. And uh, I I took a a step back at that just to, I even read a little bit of research. I believe a month ago they were saying this, that they were going to invade. A whistleblower kind of came out and said this. But ultimately, regardless of if the accusation was true or not, because I believe that they got their sources from Russia, I want to say, you know, Taiwan's got to be on the defense at all times. And they do. It's a very tough thing with with Taiwan being an island. I believe that it's about 79 miles between, you know, in the Taiwan Strait between mainland China and Taiwan. And just Taiwan is not just that island of Taiwan. There's little islands scattered throughout Mm -hmm. as well. So when we talk about this, 
and when a lot of researchers and and this is even when I was making my bill about Taiwan it, that if someone were to bring up the point of uh you know once again China can just completely decimate Taiwan they got an uphill battle there the PLA the People's Liberation Army which are Chinese yeah. forces you know they'd have to go against you know Taiwan's defense forces in terms of you know if China were to do this, it would have to be an amphibious assault. It would have to, you know, they'd have to move a majority of their things by the sea. And I see that China's making these man-made islands now to control the air. And Taiwan's, you know, I know that Taiwan recently, their their army and or their air force, I should say, the Republic of China's air force, they are looking to, once again, make their planes land on highways just in case airfields were to be blown up. Uh, you know, just in case any kind of infrastructure that they would have so that that way, you know, Taiwan can keep its sovereignty and defend itself against China and really comes down to that. Even that first touch of land, if China were to make it to Taiwan, because I guarantee Taiwan would use defense missiles and everything in their oh, power. Yeah, to They keep, would have to. I they, mean, they would. Dude, the, the size and just the technology and all this and that and it goes back to you know a couple months ago you and i having a conversation on here mm. where you know we recognized them for what 30 31 years as an independent nation yeah it's gonna be so i believe 1979 yeah yeah we're looking at four we're looking at probably around 40-ish now, I mean, when, when you actually think about it, because I believe it was in 1979. Yeah. It could be right, wrong. Yeah, it was in yeah. the Carter mm-hmm. administration yep. uh, right before Reagan took. Um, but even then... It's like, how can you recognize them and then say, okay, well, we're going to strip that away from you, it's, but we're still going to supply you, and we're still going to help. And, and now with China, if they control that area, it goes back to my whole philosophy of why they built the islands you know it's that um it's that airports air superiority and those who control the air they control the sea oh for sure and it's like this though like with those islands so now the china china china's coast that's that's the end and then they go so many nautical miles out and then Mm. boom that's all they have well if they build these islands Mm. now they've just expanded their territory yeah so now their nautical miles go out even further which it doesn't only affect uh, Taiwan. I mean, you're talking Vietnam. You're talking a lot, a lot of countries. Of the countries, Philippines exactly as well. Right, talking, are in mm, danger here mm, of that. And it's seriously, it's Malaysia. nothing more mm. than a hostile takeover. And, you know, the Obama administration under Obama and, and Biden, they, they allowed this to happen. They mm. literally allowed it. And they said, oh, you know, well, we're watching the situation very closely and they're not going to militarize those islands. And it's just like, look, first and foremost, they shouldn't have even built them. Mm-mm. You know, they shouldn't have even been allowed. We should have sent carriers Mm-hmm. And just plowed straight through them, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, it, like get them, get them it, out. It's crazy because a lot of people are like, "Why have U.S. Uh, intervention there?" You know, it's it's not really a problem there. But then you, you think about it, it, you think about the United Nations and how much how much uh, cronyism has kind of just been from there, where people are losing For faith sure. in it. And I was reading an article. Can where you blame them? I don't blame them. I do not blame I mean, them. Not one bit. You know, it's it's hard to trust them. It's it's scary because it, and I don't know if it's a trust thing more so than it is. Are they even doing their job? Because that's what I'm, that goes back to yeah. the trust. You know, you you see these debacles that they're having in the United Nations, especially in the Security Council. Then you get with the General Assembly. 
And then when you think about it all, man, I mean, it's just absolutely... I mean, I honestly think nothing is getting done. It's not productive enough because the more that this keeps on prolongating more lives are being lost as they speak and try to delegate Every and everything. Day. It's Every like the day. Avengers movie. I know that this is kind of bringing it off a little bit of a topic, but same concept. The Avengers movie, you had Team Captain America and you had Team uh, Iron Man. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Iron Man succumbed to the government's force of, all right, the United Nations, they could tell us when we can use our suits and when we can use our powers for uh. the greater good of kind. Meanwhile, you had Captain America my side personally, <laughs> where why we listen to the UN, people are going to die during this time. Like That's we right. need to be able to defend. And yes, there may be costs. There may be dividends on our end, but we have to work better for that. But we shouldn't, we shouldn't have to be restricted in our power and go through legal proceedings in order to save the world. You know yeah. what I mean? But just bringing it back to real life. And I know that it's Marvel. So, you know, don't quote me, but regardless of, but still, that's a good analogy though. Seriously, because mm. What is happening is exactly. I mean, that what better way to get to, it yeah. to more layman's terms that people that really don't follow, but yet they've seen that movie and they understand the concept of what took place in that movie. Take that, and it literally outlines what is going on right now over there. And that's what's been Perfect the whole analogy. It's the it's been the concept. And I'm, I'm diving a little bit into international relations here, so bear with me. And and that's one of the things in South Carolina, is that. I, you know, I haven't really seen it. I never really have heard it much or and it's something that I'm working to build off of an idea of, of mine. And I don't mind sharing it, to be honest with you, because I know I'll put in the work and the time and everything. I'm just waiting for everything to boggle down and everything to to just execute the way that I want. But regardless of I don't mind being that that kind of voice to kind of be like, hey, you know, international relations isn't really discussed here, and I know that many people are involved even with, you know, the school, the superintendent, and just localized things, taxes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you think about education. I mean, you could go off roads, infrastructure, et cetera. I, I definitely could see something with South Carolina, the way that it's developing, the way that, that it is going. I mean, I see it's very business-centric, you know, especially working for the state as mm -hmm. well and just seeing all these different things kind of trickle, you know. I like to be that voice of international relations and just to keep it informative, nothing to tax your dollars, so to speak, but more so on the, the aspect of delivering humanities to the people that want to know what's going on in the world and, and see what's going on. And I know that people can just research, you know, international affairs, everything like that, but it'd be very interesting to have it come out of South Carolina homegrown. Be very, very interesting. Be and very, it just might. You never know. Never know. And it, it's something <laughs> I've been playing around. You know what I mean? Definitely playing around and uh, just thinking about. But regardless of, um, yeah, when, when we look at it throughout the 20th century, you know, it was the constant battle between the United Nations, the New York, in the New York, where, you know, you have a general assembly, an international court, a security council, mm -hmm. basically, you know, the, the likes of federalism to kind of implement, a, you know, world order, so to speak. And a lot of people, even years prior to this, have lost the faith in it and have almost resonated it or have analogized it to, to basically being like the League of Nations, a complete and utter failure. And that's why people. That's a good point. And and that's that's really what it comes down to. Meanwhile, the UN was there. You know, you got the blue hats, and they came in. I mean, don't get me wrong. It served the purpose in the Korean War, the Forgotten War. Can't get can't can't really go against that much. Yet, however, I know that uh, General MacArthur, 
he wanted to keep on going past North Korea and go into, you know, or excuse me, he wanted to capture North Korea to make, you know, once again, the Korea as a whole, as a whole, as a whole yeah. to be a democracy. And it really, should have happened. And that's the thing. Honestly, it should have happened. It should have. I 150 percent agree. But the president at the time, I want to say Truman, Truman said not to go any for or it could have been could have been Truman, but I could be wrong. But just put it in layman's term. They told him not to go because, as people may know, <laughs> uh, Mao Zedong, he basically said, do not go past the Yangtze River, I want to say. Yangtze River, yeah. Yangtze River. That's Don't right. go past that because they were allies with Russia. And at the time, Russia had more nuclear weaponry than the United States did. However, I don't think that that, that takes away from the United States overall uh, accumulate or basically coming out of that becoming more of the superpower in terms of the computer revolution and what we were doing with technology satellites that we we were making and everything those things all took into account to our adversaries and they <laughs> one way or another folded like a deck of cards yeah. so it really comes down to some of these things that, that you talk about but the un was one factor in the 20th century and then you had in fair fairfax in virginia you had the CIA, mm. Langley, all of that stuff, you know, where, you know, the UN was saying one thing, but the CIA, they were going out doing covert ops and everything. And of course, people working in, in government like Laos, buildings that, you know, yeah, look, exactly. Look what they did there. Exactly. You could talk about Vietnam as well with mm-hmm. the, you know, the, I mean, there's just so many instances, you know what I mean? And it's just like, it'd be interesting to have a world order where the U S stays consistent. Don't get me wrong, but, but gets things done for the better of mankind. You know, the UN's mission is to promote peace, prosperity, and collective security. So where is, where has that been going on right now? Especially in Ukraine, where has that been? Look at China, China's looking to eye Taiwan right now. Where has that been? Mm. Taiwan's not even recognized under the UN. You know, so, you know, you just but yet again, there are countries that do dealings with Taiwan that actually address Taiwan as Taiwan. So it's one of the things that honestly, I mean, going down the pipeline I and I think it all revolves around money, dude. <laughs> Literally. I mean, well, if it if it, I, I definitely see because China can stranglehold. But even then, with with Taiwan's president, Tsai Ing-wen. And she's a very brilliant, very brilliant person, very patriotic person. I was about to say, she has been tough on her stances, too. Like, she really has. And people like that give their... Their 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 uh their citizens hope. Yeah, you know she, she posts on why. Instagram. I'm see I follow her on Instagram. She's posting Taiwanese flags over the capital. Everything yes. promoting that we are an independent nation. That's and right. honestly, I think that she'd sit back there and call China's bluff and say, oh for do sure, it, for sure, do it and see what happens. That's it, right. It'd be very very interesting. Nonetheless, I mean, I'm not asking for peril, but I, I really it comes down to look, we could both coexist. We could both coexist. And what's wrong with that? You know, and Mm -hmm. it goes back to, like you said, you know, when you, when you're, you're talking about everything coexisting. And and so Mm. my, my thing is, and this is just, when you're talking about doing Dylan's, you know, with other people and all this and that. So other nations. And so I just read an article the other day, Mm. maybe two days ago. And, it claimed that we're still buying oil from Russia. Mm. So Biden, I haven't heard him comment on it, you know, which is kind of hard to understand him when he does comment on anything. 
And <laughs> so um, I've literally, that doesn't surprise me because these ships, right, they all have trackers. So first off, they're not even labeled. Mm. All right. These are oil carriers. They're not labeled. Mm. There's nothing. There's no log. And then once they take off a port in Russia, mm. the tracker goes off. And so this just come out as a as a pretty big hit because it's like, yo, we're so let me get this straight. And this is how I thought I was like, let me get this straight. We're sending now we've topped you know billions and in, in, over into ukraine for lethal weight lethal aid non-lethal aid all this and that right yeah and so we're doing that to fight against russia right but we're buying billions of dollars of oil from russia a day okay Crazy. so it's like is that not counterproductive so we're doing this in the shadows because they're cutting the trackers off. Counterintuitive, the feeding their economy. It, you we're know. feeding after we sanctioned them. You know, look how many oligarchs have been dead and their families just in the last 24 hours. Mm. Have you saw those stories? I have not yet. Yes, dude. I want to say it's up to 10. Up to 10? Up to 10. I'm talking like straight murdered. We're talking axe, knives, guns yes i read an article um saw the video uh you know not of the actual murder obviously but saw the video that the local news did and um he he was he was in charge of um one of their top you know oil companies or whatnot okay and so he had spoken out against this whole you know invasion thing is like look yeah. you know this this is crazy like come i mean on, i know that they've been together yeah i know that they've been like silenced and everything or like you know either get on a lot board of them or have been killed yeah. like seriously i and know they were getting killed yes dude uh. like check it out i want to say it's up to 10 families now and when i say families i'm talking wife kids everything and when i read that article there was a 13 year old girl you know the guy his daughter so i mean they came in there with uh, an, an axe and that's how they 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 took it out and then they tried to say oh well none of these are related and it's just like look at here follow 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 the breadcrumbs you know it, i mean come on like it wow. doesn't take a rocket scientist. scientist to figure out what's going on yeah it's because just they're like all tied to the kremlin they're all tied to putin they're all tied to russia they've all spoke out against this some have even left the country wow and now they're all being found dead and then they're like oh well um the door was locked from the inside so uh, he hung himself after he murdered his family with an axe. And it's just like, really? Do you not think? I mean, look, look at this isn't their first rodeo. I mean, you're talking about an uh, an old KGB agent, and he is acting the way that Stalin did. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Seriously. I mean, that's that's how I see it. He is acting the way he did as far as the, his aggression, you know, the stuff that he's doing, the lengths that he's going to. Meanwhile, our tax dollars, and think about this, guys, our money – we're still feeding them billions of dollars so to get their oil while we were energy dependent so therefore we had our own energy we, energy we, independent exactly. we were energy we, we were a net exporter and I, I i do not like the refutation oh the united states was never uh, you know they never exported oil. check the numbers check EIA, the numbers yeah eia that's all you got to do eia.gov you can check the numbers we were energy independent we were a net exporter mm -hmm. of crude oil crude oil and and, to, and i just 
to see us lose that spot, I'm almost flabbergasted. I'm all lost for I'm dumbfounded. Yeah. I am dumbfounded. It's to, like, why would you do it? Why would you do it? And then it goes back to... But let's give free reign to OPEC nations. Let's oh, give yeah. free reign. Yeah. But let's buy you, you know, let's buy Russia oil. Meanwhile, they're taking over Ukraine. And then I think to myself, are they sitting back and thinking that, okay, well, how can the United States, which I, I'm assuming they are, because... Well, if I was in the administration, I think how would the U.S. benefit from this? Is it to get into war and build up a military industrial complex? You know, one of the things and this this is what I loved about Republican Republicans never really had a, a shining light. You know, when, when we're talking about like the mid 20th century, because mm -hmm. it was a lot, you know, Democrats since Wilson and onwards, you know, they were going up until. Eisenhower really drew it out, and this is the distinction between a Republican conservative versus a neocon conservative, where neocons, they were more built up in the 90s and early 2000s and everything, uh, but Eisenhower really kind of put that warning out there, and I believe it was in his farewell address whereas to beware of the military industrial complex yeah, and what it, it can cause. very well, yeah. And it, it's very, very interesting to me. Uh, excuse me. Cut that out. You're but, good. <laughs> yep. Too much iced tea. But regardless of, it's one of those things that when you think back to it all, is the U.S. going to utilize that military industrial complex, build up, you know, tell manufacturers, make government contracts with them? I work in that for the state. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. But is the federal government going to implement the same thing to factories throughout the United States to build up war machines once again and exert them out and sell them and everything so that the U.S. can make a profit so that the United States citizens can once again live live, go to college, do, you know, once again, be in, in a free nation. Meanwhile, there's other people out in the world, such as Ukraine and Russia, that are, are not going to resonate. They're not going to have that. They're going to be prohibited. They're going to be under wartime. They're going to see heinous acts of crime. They're going to see destruction, decimation. And, and you sit back and you scratch your head. You think that we would have learned a lesson probably in, in the early 2000s, even in the 1900s, you know, late 1990s. 1900s i should say in the 90s there you go you know th there's a lot of things to think about you think about kosovo you think about even even europe during that time as well well and and think about this mm. how or or why don't we help stronger countries that need the help mm. we will we will start a war or we will go to war and we will defend people that don't need it there's and a it's there's an interesting book and I mean, this may help your question but it, it's more so i believe it was colin powell maybe and mm -hmm. it could have been in it's in a book called rest rise, in peace general rest in peace yes there was a uh, book called rise of the vulcans and it really dives into just kind of the build-up you know you talk about characters such as Cond condoleezza rice you talk about uh, good. donald rumsfeld you talk about oh, george hw bush i did but then you talk about cheney and then you talk about the, it talks about the, the yeah, two, i wasn't a fan of cheney there that's what i'm saying i there, wasn't there was two fa the book basically lies out that there were two facets of the republican party you know from the 1970s after uh, gerald r ford i want to say 
you know, kind of leading into Reagan and these prominent characters where Rumsfeld worked and how he got his buildup, how Colin Powell got his buildup, George W. Bush, George, or excuse me, George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, and how their administrations ran. And it shows, you know, once again, just that kind of duality, that dichotomy, I would say, of the Republican Party where there was the neocons and then there were the other ones that were more diplomatic and everything. And when I look to it now, I wonder if Biden was pressed enough that he did the colors would show of him being a neocon if he were to go to war or if he were to put the United States in a war in that aspect. Think about it. He's Dude, a I moder- think he's already there. Think about it. He's a corporate dem. He's a corporate Democrat at mm-hmm. the end of the day, business deals, et cetera, so on and so forth. That's all he is. I, and I and there's many things to even prove that, you know. Look at Hunter's laptop. I was about <laughs> look at his history, guys. I mean, seriously, like, how can he get away with being? I mean, dude, forty years in Congress. I mean, come on, the are, connections. Yeah, there are Ooh. live videos of him being in Congress using the N word while hosting. I mean, hearings, literally, and it's just like, are you serious right now? Yeah, you yeah. know. So where are the calls for you know him to be removed? He hasn't, I mean, first off, I don't think the dude has the mental capacity to even be president. Like, no. he, he really doesn't. No. I mean, it's just like, I, I, don't, I don't even see, when everyone was calling for President Trump to take that test, you know, and it's just like, oh, his mental state, he's not, he's not fit all to be sudden, in office. All and, of a sudden, everyone's a doctor now. Everyone knows what oh, to do. Oh, yeah, and they're I would, a doctor, you know, then, it, you know but, but they can't tell you the difference, you know, between a man and a woman. Because they're a doctor, yeah, but they're not a biologist, you yeah. know. And it's just like, man, get out of here with all that, you know. Like, it's come like on. I'm not a veterinarian, but I know what a dog is from a cat. Like, really, like it's it's just simple thing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Fucking. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. Yep, yep, yep. We cut that out. <laughs> this will be explicit for sure. So anyway, um, that yeah, we're yeah. having a conversation. Yes, you know? we are. But uh, I, I just you know I don't I don't see it, dude, and I don't I don't see the outcry, and uh, you know I don't see I don't see any of it. I don't see nothing that we had during the last administration. I really don't. And mm. and so I, what I have noticed is. They've ramped up the attacks on President Trump because they think that he's going to run for a bid in 2024. So now they're starting to do all these tactics and starting to hit him left, right, up, down, side, everything, because they're afraid of that, you know. And um, here it is, you know, uh, again, are, are you going to suffer the wrath of your lies and, and your betrayal mm-hmm. to America? Because that's what they're doing. Yeah, They're selling our country to the highest bidder. That's ver- and th- and that's what I honestly feel like. You know, they have to be delegating a little bit or t- or in the discussions about because what they're seeing over there. And don't get me wrong, maybe for the greater good and nest, you know that that necessary evil, so to speak. If we get into it yet again. But I'm interested to see whether he's going to let this slide or is he going to. Who knows? Is he going to blame a Republican Congress for not going into war? Like, I feel like any slip up that he does, he's got, it's always a blame. There's oh, never any accountability. There's never any oh responsibility or, you know, I asked the question, Joe. I thought the buck stopped with you. I thought the buck stopped with you. You told million. You yeah, told you America. Did. You told America that the buck stopped with you. The buck stops with you, Biden. Where? 
I ain't seen it. Stop. It stops where the Republicans make fault or where, you know, some of your Democrat colleagues that you like to revere so much when it's fitting for them and, and everything. That's when it stops. No, no. You should take that responsibility because you were the one that that wanted to take that accountability. And now when we are, are asking for accountability, you are nowhere to be found. You are nowhere to be seen. You're you take no questions. You run off stage. Run off. And you, you, you get whisper, lost. Or you whisper. Or you whisper. Like this, yeah, you yeah. know. And now you have AOC like pop, 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 And he gets Come lost on, on stage. He's getting lost on stage. So, you know, once again, I'm not a doctor, but at the same time, you're Come not on, an idiot man. neither. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're not a da- you're not an idiot on, neither. Man. So it's just like, I mean, come on, my my <laughs> son can see it, and and yeah. he has enough sense to know, Dad, th- something's not right with that dude. Mm. You know, and yeah. uh, again, once my kids reach a certain age, so I, I'm very careful when I discuss politics with my children, but I do discuss politics with my children. Mm-hmm. I just break it down in different levels based on their age, and I also. I, when I bring it across, you know, I want to give them a narrative of having options and what options lead to, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's just like, let me give you this example. Mm. You got door A and door B, all right? Mm. Door A will lead to $10 million, but you've got to run through, you know, flames with your clothes being soaked in gasoline to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you got door B, which has no money, and um, but there's no flames. Mm. But you can get to where you're going. Yeah. So do you take the risk of taking the money mm. and getting burnt, mm. or do you just open door B and get to where you're going? going. So I kind of break it down, and, and not saying that's literally how I say it, but I just – I, I, I do try to give them options to say, hey, every everything we do, you know, the cause and consequence, up, down, left, right, you, you know, you you have to talk to them about it. But, uh, again, when my son seen him, like, seriously, like, you know, dead, like, there's there's something wrong with he that guy. He was raised right. He's a very he, – I love you, son, man. He, he's yeah, a great, he's it, a dude. great dude. He looks up to you a lot, uh, like he does. He <laughs> does, man. Like he, he does. I know whenever, whenever he goes with me or, or we're doing something, you know, and because we've spent a lot of time, Jerry, this yeah. this this past uh, almost a year, you know, and yeah, we yeah. have literally spent a lot of time together, and uh, you know, we've gotten to know each other, and you, you know, I met your parents, you know, yeah. me and your mom. We, we've had several <laughs> conversations, me and your father, and. So, uh, very, very great, great family. And, you know, uh, to have your mom, you know, when she told me, she was like, you know, like you're, you're, you're part of the family. And I was just like, man, that's, that's phenomenal. So Absolutely, I, I called her mom, Nancy, you know, that's <laughs> big shout out to you, mom, Nancy. Yeah. And so, but you know, when my son, like literally he would ask, he's like, dad, is Jerry coming? Dad, is Jerry going to be there? And so the impression that you left on him, yeah. you, you know, was, was phenomenal because he sees, you know, uh, awesome a, a younger gentleman, mm. hardworking, mm. loves his country, very patriotic, and just like when we went to that rally, I didn't tell him what to expect. I didn't tell him what not to expect. He had to figure that out for himself. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He, he'll be fourteen, you know, next month. Mm. So he, I don't know if you remember, but he looked at us and we were walking, and uh, I was trying to get a scarf. Matter of fact, this one that's behind me, this <laughs> scarf right here, and so. Um, because my face, you know, like with all the screws and plates, like it started to swell up and all yeah, this and yeah. that. And so, 
But he sat there and he said, Dad, he was like, you know, everyone's so nice here. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what did you expect, son? And he was like, I don't know. I mean, I've just heard so many, so many bad things about, you know, President Trump and, and how these rallies and stuff go. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what to expect. And so it's just like, dude, like, I mean, and there were all walks of life. There were, there were, there were, you know, white Americans, black Americans, Asian Americans, Mexican Americans. There were all walks of life at that event. And for my son to sit there and be like, man, dad, everyone's here is so nice. And it's just like, well, yeah, buddy, like, this is what it's about. This is, this is America. This is what it's about right here. A hundred percent. There for him to realize that and, and, and to actually see that on his own mm. and to come to that, you know, analogy on his own, it mm. was just like, man, like it, it blew me away. So when he sees someone like you, you know, a younger gentleman that's hardworking, that's patriotic, and he sees that, and then he has his father that, you know, he's he sat there and, and he's heard me talk. He's heard me. I mean, I can't tell you how much, which, I mean, I have just about every book that Reagan's ever put out or that has ever been put out about Reagan. And mm. I love him as a, as a person. I thought he was a great president, but I love him as a person. Take away the actor. Take away the presidency. Take away everything. Mm. And just, oh, dude, I could read his speeches over and over and over. And he literally put God first, country second. Is that your favorite president, would you say? Oh, man, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, Who is your favorite president? If I had to base it off of leadership qualities, patriotism, faith, I would say Reagan. Yeah. Reagan? Yeah, I would. I would, based off those, you know, the leadership qualities uh, his faith, mm. uh, his family, his morals, his values, him just in general, uh, his sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, the guy would, you know, he yeah. would crack these jokes up. Like he could legit be a comedian in my opinion. And, and the, like, I he remember was he was at a speech and a balloon popped and he's like, huh, missed me. Missed me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and so charismatic, very, very charismatic guy. He and, was. But then there was the other side of Reagan where a lot of people didn't like, they thought, okay, he only focused on uh, countries that mattered, you know what I mean? For whatever that meant. But nevertheless, I always thought that he was for the benefit of the United States. And that, not, it was, it was God and then country. Yeah. And that was it. Our military. Mm. Like he, he sat there and, and that's all that's, that's what he talked about. I mean, yeah. he talked about freedom. Yeah. He talked about the United States, this flag right here, you know, mm. the red represents the blood, you know, like he spoke on that all the time, yeah. you know, you could hear it and, and you could see it. I mean, I get chills still to this day when I listen to some of his speeches and one of my favorite, and I actually have it saved on my phone, the entire video, um, where it's, uh, he was going and it's where he made, it's called a time for choosing is what it was. And that mm -hmm. was, you know, how they titled it, but it was when he was going from the democratic party over to the Republican party. And if you sit there guys, and if you listen to that speech today, and this is April, the what April the 24th 2022 and he done this speech gosh I want to say I don't know back in the 60s mm. 70s okay you know 60s maybe early 70s no yeah it had to be in the 60s but anyway check it out and it's called a time for choosing and if you listen to what he said in that speech and you think about what's going on in America today mm. you would be like whoa Phew. 
whoa, you know, it, it was, it was baffling. And whenever, you know, a trillion dollars back then was like a made up word, yeah. you know, it was like Neverland. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was something you, you might would hear in a movie, but it didn't exist. Like it was, it, it just, a tri- no. So to get to a $1 billion, $1 billion, yeah. you know, that, that's it. That was, that was, that was hard to fathom for people, even though a billion dollars, you know, it existed. And, you know, but to hear him talk about our our, natu- our national deficit, the way things are ran and how things were structured and what made him leave the Democratic Party and go to the Republican Party. And again, I highly recommend it. It's called A Time for Choosing. Look it up on YouTube. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Yep. And it will make you think and you'd be like, wow, I could seriously, all I need to do is just change the numbers. Yeah. And bam, that would fit right in the pocket of today's society here in America. Yeah, you know, I, I know that he was a combatant against uh, a lot of Keynesian economics. So, I mean, one of the things that he championed was neoliberalism, you know, and letting businesses thrive, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, a lot Mom of people... pops. Yeah. They need to. Yeah. They need to, you, yeah. you know. And it, it's crazy how it's taught, even at a collegiate level, it's crazy how it's taught with, you know, oh, well, with OPEC that was going on, you know, he was... Uh, you know, created a deficit and, and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, so let's take Keynesian economics. You know, once again, we're more, once again, Democrats at that time, they were, they were more championing. It's almost like no matter how you cut it, no matter how you try to piece it up, it's a redistribution of wealth mm-hmm. and that won't be masked. I'm not letting people or professors mask that for what it truly is. What it and, truly is. Yeah. And they want to say that that's going to, once again, that's going to sim- stimulate the economy. That's going to be the, the jumper in the economy. No, it's it's not going to be the businessman under neoliberalism. It's not going to be the businessman that, you know, is providing jobs, 401ks, vacations, et cetera, so on and so forth. You know, look at Tesla. Look at these major companies that you got going on over here in the United States that, once again, provide people the means and provide them a paycheck. You know, and it a lot of that has been, to me, in, at least in my generation, it's always been the attack. Uh, attack the 1%. Attack mm-hmm. the 1%. <laughs> and by the way, guys, the 1%, and think about this, 1%. So that leaves 99% of every other American. 1% of Americans pay more than half of our tax bill every year. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, Hunter. Mm-hmm. You know, or whoever but you know what i'm saying so uh yeah you get it yeah <laughs> I, I i honestly think to myself though it's always that constant attack it's always that constant rebuttal and i think you know goes back to your point you know their percentage of tax money even if it's lesser than ours it's more than we'll ever pay in our life number in one life dude look what elon just paid and, and just because Bro, the, some people, on, some people exactly and some people they utilize the tax laws to their benefit which look that, There's nothing wrong with that. I'm a you business do the same owner. Thing if you were as, a businessman, as yeah. a business owner, I promise you, my accountant, we will take advantage of every single loophole that we can, and every single that, one. And I'm going on record. Boom. And as you should, and I'll even go on record, and I'll drive it a little even further. You know what? You got all these people preaching. Yeah, pay your taxes and pay your fair share, and yada yada yada. What? So we can 
put them in the pockets of politicians and put them in the pockets of lawmakers that are using it for the benefit of themselves and not for the benefit of the people and what they were elected for, you could take that in your pipe and then you could smoke that because when you're seeing that there's infrastructure that is completely destroyed, mm. decimated, everything above that, you really want to keep on paying your fair share into that? You know, this is why we're... We're a little bit heated up. We're heated up. That's right. And that's one of the things that, you know, you sit back, scratch, you know, your head again and be like, I understand why they do it. Or you think d- about those that drive a Mercedes mm. or that have iPhones and this and that. And, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're paying for their food, mm. you know, a thousand, twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars a month on yep. food stamps, you know. And let me let me tell you guys, if you need it, use it there. I'm not saying anything about that. But what I am saying is, if you can afford to, you know, drive an expensive car, have super nice cell phones, super nice clothes, all this and that, but you can't afford to buy your own food, to me, you got your priorities mixed up. And, that, and that's, that's what truth. it comes down to. Go People to rather Walmart. S- yeah. And that's what I mean. I look here. I have bought my clothes from Walmart. I bought my children's clothes from Walmart many of times, especially, dude. I mean, I was 18. I turned 18 in yeah. April and had my daughter in July. Yeah. So naturally, that was the first legal job I ever had was whenever she was born. So I didn't know I was a meat cut. Like, dude, I, I didn't know what to do. I mean, <laughs> seriously, you know, I, I tinted windows, you know, started that when I was 16. Right. So. Yeah tinted windows did pinstripes graphics things like that and i couldn't i couldn't get a business license because i was only 16 and i had people say well hey let me get this license for you and then you know when you turn 18 i'll give it over to you and i'm like well no that's not how it works because you know even though i was 16 i wasn't no fool you know what i mean my father owned his business so i grew up in that in that work as entrepreneurs and so i you know someone gets a business license right Mm and I'm a minor, I'm doing all the work, yet they're making the money. So when I turn 18, I'm expecting to get that over. Yeah. There's nothing they can do. They can look at me and laugh and be like, ha, ha, yeah, <laughs> this is my company. Thanks for building it mm. for me. Peace. And, and go on about your way. Mm. But I've had to have help before, you know, and I'm not saying, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying anything about that. No. But what I am saying is, Pick and choose. Pick you know, and choose. And there's pick and well, a lot of people that abuse also the system. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Man, when you can go, all right, prime example. I was in the gas station maybe four nights ago. Mm. All right. I went up and uh, I don't know. I was doing something. And the, the tractor, I don't know if I needed diesel or something. But anyway, it, it was some weird thing. I had to go and, and get when I was on the tractor. Yeah. And so somebody came in there. And they went to buy some stuff, right? And they had a bunch of candy, drinks, chips, you know, the whole nine yards, all right? And they pulled out an EBT card. Mm-hmm. And the lady said, I'm sorry, we don't take that. Mm-hmm. And and dude got pissed off. Mm-hmm. And I sat there, and you know me, like I'm pretty vocal. And so I sat there, and I'm like, that's a good thing, just like that, you know? And, and, and I said that. And he looked, and he was like, well, how is that a good thing? Mm-hmm. And I was like, because that that is meant to buy food for your family not to come to a store mm-hmm. and buy chips and candy yeah there's a big difference yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. so for any gas station that allows people to come in and and use a food stamp because you used not to be able to yeah you used yeah. not to be able to when i was 18 it, like i say i got food stamps used to be so, very strict programs and this is the problem with a lot of these programs these programs they get federalized even more they get subsidized even more they become oh, yeah. bigger and yeah, a bigger sure. problem yep and they just become they incentivize their, you to stay home 
a hundred percent. And do. then you, you know you talk about the whole COVID situation, and that's even oh, more of an incentive. And then they so. wonder why we have a job shortage. So let me tell you, I was seeing someone do the math the other day, right? Mm. So let's say that uh, I pay you five hundred dollars a week to work for me, okay. right? And that's after taxes. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good paycheck, mm-hmm. you know, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, no children, right? So mm-hmm. it's you and your girlfriend, right? Gotcha. $500 a week, all right, after taxes. And your girlfriend, she works, boom. So that's two incomes right there, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, so we'll take that, bam. Well, if I will pay you $700 a week and not even worry about taxes, mm-hmm. and all you have to do is fill out a piece of paper to say that you went and signed up for an interview, mm-hmm. which one are you going to do? Are you going to go <laughs> to work and make more money, but yet pay your taxes, you know, pay your dues, yeah. bring home 500 cash, or are you going to sit at home and write down, okay, well, all I have to do is meet the requirements, and the requirements That's are hard. is for me to do so many interviews a month, mm-hmm. not get a job. Mm-hmm. But to try and get that interview every month, I have to at least, I don't know, two, three, four, five, whatever the standard rate is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I know North Carolina's facing that really bad. And in South Carolina, there's there's so many that are doing that. So when Biden, when, when we're talking about, you know, oh, there's a job shortage, you know, or there's labor, not jobs, there there's a labor shortage and all this mm. and that. No wonder there's a labor shortage, Joe, because they're getting paid our tax dollars that him and I, along with many other Americans, sitting here forking out every single week, month, year. And that's going to be dwindling, I'm telling you. It is. The way that the rate that it's going, the policies that are being put forth. Oh, dude, wait till next year. Like, if if you guys think that the prices are high now, wait until next year. You know, I sat there and went and bought two roasts the other day. Mm. You know, I think I might have told you about that when I was mm-hmm. headed to the store. And I mm-hmm. made those roasted noodles. You know, you guys are bomb, too, guys. <laughs> but um, anyway, I sat there, dude, and, I mean, it cost me nearly 30 bucks wow. for two little London broils. All right, London broil roasts. All right, and, and, and these wasn't big, yeah. you know, but right at $30. And I'm like, dude. Seriously, and that was me using the little discount card, you know, the little food line card or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, you know, two. I have a family of six guys, and that's including myself, so a wife and four kids. Our grocery bill a month, like, bro, we can go through two thousand dollars a month in food. Yeah, and that's that's no joke because they're all growing. You know, they're all hitting them teenage years. You know, yep. my my baby girl, like I say, um, she will be well. Should be twelve, you know. So she's still she has another next year. Should be thirteen, but nonetheless, dude, they're all growing. And my son, he will put down some food. You yeah. know, he's outside exercising, doing his thing, working, and they it it, it costs a lot to to keep that food, you know, out there. And I was just telling my mom last night when we were talking, I was like, you know. Because she was, again, she was talking about the prices of, of food because she works, you know, um, for a, um, a, a a food chain, uh, food line. And so, um, anyway, she's the deli manager, deli bakery manager. That's what she's done for, gosh, you know, over 20-something years. But um, she sat there and she was like, you know, Brandon, she was like, you know, I can't believe the price of this. And then it's going to go up again next week. And mm. I'm like, well, Ma, you know, like what needs to happen is – we need to go back to history 
what did those people do when t- tough times happened? Mm. You know, what did my great grandparents, you know, and I, I, and I got to grow up like this, which I'm very grateful for. That's why we take advantage of it. But, you know, they grew mm. their, they grew their food, mm. you know, yeah. uh, they, they, they harvested their meat. Yeah. You know, you go hunting, you go fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. You know, which we got to do one of these days. Oh yeah. yeah. Especially coming up, man. And, yeah. But oh, you know, yeah. the, the reverend would come down to my great grandfather's house. He had a big old, big old wooden barn in the back and he would bring, you know, a, a, a pig or, or whatever he had, you know, mm. and my great grandfather, cause he was a chef in the Navy, you know, like I say, his kidneys ruptured, you know, the literally when Pearl Harbor was attacked. So after the surgery, you know, they was getting him off the island, mm. and that's when they could see the island being attacked. You know, yeah. so he barely made it. And But nevertheless, that, that's what he did. So when he came home, you know, they would always bring the meat down there, and he would butcher it up, cut it up, and he never wanted a payment. Yeah. Never, like, didn't pay. That was just community. That's what they did back. That's back when 321, it wasn't 321. It was Route 2 or Route 3, something like that. But uh, so that's just how long ago that was. But the reverend would sit there and he would give, you know, my great grandparents here, you know, here's some meat for you and your family. Yeah. And then my great grandmother would sit there and, you know, that would be the first piece cut off and she would be preparing dinner or supper, Mm -hmm. you know, how whichever way, you know, we call it supper, you know, but however you want to label it, she would be in there preparing that while my great grandfather was, you know, out there in, 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 in the shed doing his thing. And but when it come to, you know, lettuce, tomatoes, cucumbers, yeah. care, like they just potatoes, sweet potato. They went in the garden and they picked it up. You could just learn to be once again, like self-sufficient, you know, by the seeds. It's the same thing. You know, I, I eat a lot of fruits and stuff like that, you know, yeah. so vegetables as well. You know, it, it's one of those things. Why am I going to pay an outrageous price for it when really a solution could be? Yeah, grow it in your backyard. Grow it in one of those standing little pots. I was that, about you know. to say, get a five-gallon bucket, dude. Yeah. Like, seriously. And yeah. as a contractor, I take all of my sheetrock mud that we use, and I save all the buckets, yeah. literally. And so last night, you know, I cut the grass. I was talking to you, you know. Yeah. I went and got cigars <laughs> and uh, he- headed back to the house, and, you know, I, I cut the backfield. Yeah. And, and because it's it's time for me to put my, my planters out. And so since we have a lot of deer, it's easier for me because I've, you know, I've had the garden and they've knocked the fence over. They, you know, so it just doesn't work. And, mm. um, I would sit there and now I, I just put them in five gallon buckets and I take all of my drywall buckets. I clean them out real good. You know, I keep some for work, maybe two or three, but the rest of them, I literally just have, and they become my planners. Yeah. You know, I, yep. I'll drill a couple small holes in the bottom, not big, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say maybe, maybe an eighth inch drill bit, just something to where the water, water releases can, slowly, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, it's not going to pour out, but it will release slowly. slowly yeah. yeah. And so, but, and if you need to move them, you can move them. Yeah. You know, you could do whatever you want to. And so it, it doesn't take much. And guys, you could literally take, um, I mean, take, take a sweet potato, Yeah. you know, put a couple, um, Oh man, put a couple of toothpicks, you know, or, or skewers through them, yeah. right? Fill your cup up with water, just a regular cup. Put it, put it in, put it in the water. Put your skewers through them, and then sit that sweet potato or potato in or carrot, whatever you want. Put it in that cup of water. Wait till it sprouts. Yeah. All right. That's all you got to do. Once it sprouts, then cut that off, and then put it in the water, and then wait for the roots to grow. Once the roots start to grow, transplant it, it, put it in your dirt, and then bam, 
you got it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's done. It's, it's really simple. simple. Yeah. But we literally, the country, the society has become so dependent on yes. others mm-hmm. and just the... Um, you lose the identity of self-sufficiency and, and you being do. independent. You, you know, and you really do because you're expecting it to always be there when you want it, when you need it. It always has to be. That's why when you know they're talking about uh, storms and the pandemic, for example, that's why everybody was freaking out and they was going and they was hoarding stuff. Dude, I seen hand sanitizer on eBay for almost $700. I was like flipping hand sanitizer, dude, 700 bucks. (laughs) Like, are you serious right now? Wow. You know, as a micro distiller, I could sit there and I got a license from the state because they eased up, you know, on, on what we could do. Mm. And so we got a grant to, or not a grant, but we got the, the taxes low, you know, like, Hey, we're going to waive this. So you can make hand sanitizer because it's alcohol guys. I mean, I got some sitting right over there. That big bottle right there. Mm. That's made by a liquor company. Wow. You know? Yeah, I know a lot of companies, you know, they, they definitely had to transition, at least with their assembly lines and everything. But still, nonetheless, like, I, I also get it for, for that as well. I mean, when you're paying, like, an iPhone price for hand sanitizer, like, it it's pretty crazy. But, yeah, yeah it just goes back to it all. Think but, about the people that actually bought that. Yeah. That's the sad part. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though the price was sad, what's even sadder is the ones that actually bought it. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, to each his own, but there were other options there's other, other things ways, yeah. yeah way other things man i mean before just I pay you have seven, to go around you just have to go around the corner you can't cut the corner you know what i mean but you can't cut it but you go, gotta around, go around just the like corner you said. a little bit put a little bit of work into it and yep. you know and, and that that's what it's all about and i understand that and it, it's one of those things man and i think especially for food especially if you could be as self-sufficient as possible you know mm-hmm. what i mean i always loved gardening and stuff like that and doing that thing it's a with great my process yeah. man. it's a great process yeah, it, it really is it really is but just bringing it back man i mean it's it's good to be on the show and everything and um yeah man i i, I know it's been a minute since we had you back on dude oh it's like, been good it it's, has man and i'm glad we was able to i knew when when jerry reached out and so um because like i said we we, we talked like literally every day whether it's a text message or a phone call like we always in the talks yes yes so like you know we've really formed a a great friendship and brotherhood actually you know and and like i say to have to have my nancy sit there and 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 say with son you know like you're you're part of the family like i I expressed what that meant to me to you yeah i did you know i'm not gonna get all that on here but still you because that was private you know what i'm saying but yeah. you know what that meant 100 percent. you know what i mean 100%. and so that that's that that's special and and and, and i know that it's reciprocal like I, it really is 100 and so when we was talking um i don't know a couple of days ago and we we're trying to plan you know just like hey man <laughs> like you know some upcoming things like what we're we gonna do like you know we're gonna go for cigars and a beer or you know you want to go to the gun range or you know like what what are we doing you know i know yeah. you're studying and all this and that and yeah. so um yeah we were just in the in, in the talks just chatting it up and so um it's it's just been good you know man and i definitely want to Go out. I mean, dude, it's a beautiful Sunday today. You know, it was, dude. When I got up this morning, seventy nine degrees, and I heard the birds chirping. I was like, oh my goodness! I had to take my daughter to work, which she gets off here, not too much longer from now. It's almost well, it's a little after two, but she gets off at three. three but yeah. still, you know, uh, I was just like, man, you know. And then <laughs> I had that smell of fresh cut grass coming through the window because I have to sleep with my window open like every night, and. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and so um, don't get no ideas because I keep a gun beside the bed. But uh, <laughs> anyway, you know, but it, it just, I was like, man, yeah, like that smell. I, I loved it, loved it, loved it. And I had no choice. I posted on my Facebook. I was like, man, you know, what a beautiful Sunday morning. That's what and I'm saying, dude. It was, dude. It was. It South is. Carolina Southern Sunday morning. Just what's in store for the summer, man. I, I just, I, I love it down here, man. I can't, I cannot stress enough you know, being someone that's from a different place, what a hidden gem of a state and how beautiful it really is. How beautiful it really is. Yeah. That sun, that moon at night, you know, you could cool out with like a nice sweater, nice little beer, For sure. nice little cigar. I'm telling you, yes, like, sir. it's unmatched and it's, it's just good to be here. It's yes, good to be here. So, but yeah. Many things to come from us, I, I definitely say. All in the works, you know, keeping it behind closed doors for now, seeing what's what's going on. and, and that's just right. That's taking right. a step back, really learning, observing, and, and seeing what's going on. And, man, is I cannot stress it enough. I know I sound like a tape recorder, but, man, it is good to be in SC. It yes, really sir. is. <laughs> and one thing, you guys, if you don't know already, then I'm going to tell you, you know, you won't find out until it's over. We'll tell you when it's done. You know, that's Absolutely. the best part about it. So 100%, you'll man. always keep guessing and you'll always keep wondering what the next move is. But once we make the move, then you'll find out. We 100%. won't we won't tell you the move and then you find out. Nah, it don't work like that. Work in silence will make our success make the noise. So that's, that's it, all brother. it's about, man. So it, yes, once again, sir. BB. Brother. It is a pleasure. It is a pleasure. Seriously. Thank you. Oh, man, as always, buddy, <laughs> as always. I'm glad we was able to get together for this episode dude and uh yeah so i'm literally going to get my daughter and then hang out a little bit i got to do some work around the house and some work in the yard still like i say it's 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 literally gardening time for us i was pruning up the fruit trees last yeah. night and so uh yeah dude uh green plums they're my favorite i'm a sucker for green plums y'all <laughs> and uh yeah dude so just yeah man it's gonna be a nice day and then at the end uh, I'll probably make me a drink and grab a cigar and literally just chillax for the rest of the evening, man, and, and, and call it. Hey, dude, that's what's up. I mean, seriously, man, enjoy your day. Got a beautiful afternoon ahead of us and getting ready to go into the work week and uh, handle the business. Yes, so. sir. Is there anything you want to leave them with before we go? Just know I'll be around a lot of the local uh, capital GOPs, uh, you know, visiting you know, different ones, Fairfield, Sumter, Richland, but, you know, definitely Richland and, uh, you know, just, just making a presence known, just being there and seeing what's going on in the community and just, just observing and absorbing it like a sponge. That's all I'm doing. So, That's what's up, brother. Well, I'm proud of you, man. Thank and, you. And again, congratulations on your test, too. That Appreciate was... it. Yeah, the data science test I uh, mm -hmm. recently completed. Uh, many, many people do know that I was, uh, you know, throughout the month of March, you know, just studying rampant. I mean, just, you know getting this in and i recently became a tableau desktop specialist certified pretty much so it's basically a tool that i use to make all different kinds of graphs such as bar charts pie charts histograms um you know bullet charts anything that you can name it's very data uh you know very very data integrated and uh i'm just so happy to have learned this skill and i can bring it anywhere i go and uh Man, I'm just, work is doing very well. I'm very, very happy where I'm at, and uh, we're just going to keep it going, man. Seriously, right, I'm brother. just good, and, and whatever opportunity strikes, then I will uh, then I will make my move. So, I love it, my man. I love <laughs> it's it, good, dude. man. I love it's it. It's good. 
like I say, man, congratulations again. Thank and, you. And, and I appreciate you taking the time out your day to come and, and, and shoot this episode with us. Thanks so, for having me, man. Seriously. Yes, Thank you. All right, South Carolina, man. We hope you guys have a great Sunday afternoon. And um, as always, you know, stay safe and kiss your babies. You know, tell your family you love them. Tomorrow's not promised, and we, we know that every day. So uh, keep that in mind. Make the best of it. You know, it's it's your life. Don't let no one dictate to you what you do or how you do it. Do whatever you feel like you need to do to be successful or whatever it is you want to do. It's, it, it's up to you. You know, use the gift that God gave you because it it could seriously take you further than you ever could imagine and don't let no one dictate to you what you can and cannot do you're your own boss and always remember that so with that um yeah as always i'm your host brandon peak you heard it here first thank you for listening to podcast 1854 this episode was brought to you by peaks production if you guys like what you hear go ahead and hit that support button you can make a small donation or you can set up to do monthly payments from $2.99 all the way to $9.99. The choice is up to you, but the support is greatly appreciated. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, like and share, and stay tuned for more.